What's good, y'all? Um, it's your boy Willie. Um, I decided that I'm about to start and recording, uh, start recording my rants. I'll be going on these rants in my group chats with my friends, and um, I finally just decided that it makes sense for me to record these, articulate them, rec- and record them, um, and then post them up. You know what I'm saying? Post them up for people to listen to, because um, I think I, I, I really think I'll be having some substance. Um, in the rants and <laughs> I think they, they got a place, you know what I'm saying, um, outside my group chats with my homeboys and, you know, should be in places where more people can listen to them. Um, so I'm going to just do that, you know what I'm saying, um, it won't really be a set schedule, um, kind of just when something is on my mind, I'm going to go off and, and give me, uh, uh, and give, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a eight to 25 minute rant um about it however long you know what i'm saying um the rant takes me um but obviously you know what i'm saying with no further delay there's no need to you know to keep uh with all of the the introductory stuff um we obviously had a some serious events unfold this week with the attack on the capitol hill um on the capitol building by you know these trump supporters and um, I want to get into that. I, I think there's an important aspect of that um, that we need to talk about um, because I think there's something that surfaces again, um, you know, with this event. Um, and what I think that is, is I think we come back to this kind of notion or this thought of uh, the statement of uh, all Trump supporters are racist. So that's what I'm about to dive into. And before I do. Before I do, um, I want to be clear that what I'm about to say, um, I really want a lot of conservatives to hear. So, I mean, if you conservative and you listen to this, please, please listen to this. Like, you're going to be uncomfortable. Um, but I, I think it's something that you need to hear, um, especially as somebody that's, you know, studied that. You know, perspective down, like up and down. Um, I, I I really think this is something you 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 should listen to and hear. Um, and frankly, if you don't, you know, it's kind of just gonna make the point that I'm making. Um, anyway. Um, so and again, it's coming from somebody. Uh, I, I I'm not being a hypocrite because, like I said. Um, it's coming from somebody that studied that perspective, viewpoint, um, history. Yeah, conservative history, conservative views, conservative perspectives, up and down. I mean, it, what choice do I have? I, I work in a political arena. I can't just study and look at things through one one lens. So, you conservative, please hear me out. Um, please, I think this is something that you could really gain from if you're not conservative um of course listen um because i think this will provide a little nuance to some of those takes that we be seeing on uh from twitter activists <laughs> um so anyway like i said uh all trump supporters are racist do i agree with that statement yes and no i say yes because i think I think it's truth to it, but I think you got to break it down. And that's why I say you conservatives need to say that you need to listen. 
I say no also because I don't think you could just say it like that and just leave it at that. Like, I think it's a little more complicated than that. So let me start the explanation from this. Um, uh, I can't remember the year. Can't remember the year. I want to say it was 67, but I mean, anybody can go and look it up on the internet. But either way, Stokely um, Carmichael, a.k.a. Uh, Kwame Ture, um, and Dr. Charles V. Hamilton, uh, uh, political science professor. I think he taught at Columbia University. Um, I think he was also a member of SNCC. Both of them were. Um, both him and Kwame Ture, Stokely Carmichael. Um, Kwame Ture, Stokely Carmichael, one person. But anyway, um, these two brothers wrote a book called um, Black Power Politics, Politics of Liberation. And in it, they break down uh, the concept of racism. And this book really should be taught, you know what I'm saying, in any kind of race seminar about race or any course about race or class about race. Because this is crucial to our understanding about racism and what it is and how it operates in um, in our society. And they basically break racism down into kind of two... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? They, they break it down into two categories, individual racism and institutional racism. And individual racism, pretty straightforward. I mean, it's acts by individuals, um, overt racist acts of individuals um, that's just acting on their own personal prejudices and views. You know, so like bombing a black church or lynching a black person. Um that's an example of institutional I'm not institutional of individual racism but individual going and acting on their racism institutional is a little bit more complicated than that it's racism that's inherent um, or a part of you know our not just our political systems but you know it, I mean it could just be other institutions um, other you know everyday basic um, um institutions um but to give an example um are in our political institutions uh a way that it's uh institutionally racist for example is how black people don't have representation um in 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 uh in government um that's one one example we can talk about the two-party system and how um you know History shown, and this is something, I mean, you know, black folks that consider themselves conservatives can, can challenge me on this by studying a, you know, studying their history. But um, it's why, let me back up, not black conservatives, black Republicans can challenge me on this by doing their history. Because I don't think those two things are interchangeable. Because um, I think a lot of black conservatives vote Democrat. But um, black Republicans can challenge me on this. But... Um, it's why an example of institutional racism is how in the two party system, black folks don't have, um, a viable alternative because the majority of black folks overwhelmingly vote democratic and there's historical reasons that support why that is the case. Um, and I'm gonna get into that as well, but you know, it's why that has consistently been, I think since the sixties, black folks have consistently overwhelmingly, I think 80% and above supported uh, the Democratic Party. 
that's an example of institutional racism because we don't have a viable alternative. So we're trapped within the Democratic Party and the Democrats can really pretty much do what they want with that. And they have throughout history. You know, it's, you know, if, you, if you're guaranteed the vote of a particular group, you don't have to really cave to that group. If they're going to vote for you anyway, why you got to listen to them? Why you got to pay attention to the things that they're saying that they want? You know? What you actually can do in that case, since since you guaranteed and you pretty much got their vote locked up because they don't have nowhere else to run or nowhere else to go or no other alternative, what you could do is focus on other voters um, that you feel like, you know, might play a bigger role in you winning the election. And that's what Democrats do in every single election cycle when they're talking about these medium, median voters that they're always trying to target and, you know, they're getting into kind of. Uh, the way they're marketing ideas and talking about how, you know, they don't want to talk about defunding the police and abolishing the police and all types of stuff like that. Because, you know, they're targeting a specific type of they're targeting a, a moderate voter that's actually undecided about, you know, that hasn't uh, a choice of what party they want to vote for that, you know, could either go Democrat or Republican um, that has the luxury to, you know, make a choice when it comes to that. So that's an example of institutional racism. Another way to, to give that is also kind of how uh, because of black folks lack of representation in our government is why, you know, we have these policies that contribute to black death each and every year. I mean, another one we can look at is, just you know, with COVID and how, you know, um, proportionally, you know, COVID took out a lot of african-americans and it, 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 it harmed the black community um it, it had a drastic um effect on the on the black community in terms of death toll um that's another form of institutional racism because black folks have um you know just just statistically um have less access tend to have less access to health care um you know health providers and stuff to be able to make sure um that you know they'll be you know taken care of and and and, and straight when uh, in the middle of a pandemic um so i mean those are tons of examples of institutional racism I and mean, we can really go all day on um examples of uh with examples of institutional racism um but institutional racism is racism that's inherent in our institutions, in our political institutions, in our social institutions, economic institutions, whatever. Individual racism is racism by an individual. Um, now, you can have a collective of individuals that are acting, you know, racist. That's that's the KKK. That's The KKK wouldn't be an example of institutional racism. It would be an example of individual racism. It would just be a collection of individuals acting on their racism. Institutional racism you know, is the Republican Party um, not giving a damn about the black vote and not giving a damn about doing anything for, for the black community. Um, and as a result, you know, you know, policies that the black community are, I mean, really been asking for, been calling for for decades that, you know, would, 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 would you know, um, drastically help our community. You know, they just get to ignore it and kick it to the curb. And whenever it actually is brought up, they ignore it and filibuster and find ways to block it and not pass it. And as a result, 
you lose more black lives. Um, and and, and it's not just black people that suffer. It's other people that could benefit from these policies and reforms. Um, but you know, black folks are the ones that have been calling for it. Um, I ain't going to say only, but, you know, black folks have been calling for it and, you know, have been ignored. Um, So there you go. And I think it's crucial for us to understand racism that way um, if we're going to understand how it operates today. Because we're not in the 60s anymore, brother. You know, we can't just be tossing around generalizations. You know what I'm saying? Um, and just condemning everybody, saying everybody the same, everybody see it the same way. And I mean, honestly, that's just lazy. I think that's intellectually lazy. Um, I think we can unpack this and break this down. So, back to the statement: all Trump supporters are racist. And I say yes. Yeah, I agree with that statement. Yes and no. Or so I agree with that statement, and I don't agree with that statement. All right. Now let me connect what I just explained about this concept of individual of, of racism and breaking it breaking it down into individual and institutional and how this connects. Um so to 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 Trump supporters, um to all Trump supporters being racist. So basically I, I really think just by virtue of voting for especially a candidate like Donald Trump, um but I also think just by virtue of voting for the Republican Party, um, that is support of institutional racism. Now, individual racism, you know, you get punished for today um, in most cases. Now, not all the time, obviously. Um, I, but my point here is mainly that like back in like times of like the sixties and a little after and the seventies and eighties and whatnot, like individual acts of racism, you really could do get away with, you know what I'm saying? Um, especially under Jim Crow, like that's just the way it is. It's a part of the Jim Crow culture. Um, nowadays, like you going to stand before the court and you, you may not come out, you know, the way, um, you think. Now, I, I know a lot of people are thinking in their head, well, what about them police officers that kill black people? That ain't, act, that ain't an individual racist act. See, that's a part of institutional racism. You see what I'm saying? That's a part of, that's a result of institutional racism, which we, we like I said, we'll, we'll get more into as we get further into the show. So my point is, I say all of that to say that I would say that a portion of Trump supporters, I, I would say not even a majority, probably a minority, but maybe a sizable minority, maybe a, a, a third of Trump supporters um, support or are, 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 are individual racists, I would say. Um, and I mean, I, I think that's the case just given the fact that, you know, he had people from the KKK, um, people that be flying Confederate flags and so forth um, that support him. Charlotte in the situation with Charlottesville and all that, like he he has people like that that support him, people that are clear and don't make a, you know, don't they don't hide, you know, how they feel, um, that support him. 
but he also got a bunch of you know well-meaning you know um conservatives that you know support him because they hate democrats and they don't want they never in their life will they support a democrat never in their life will they go to the to the to the voting booth and cast a ballot for a democrat democratic candidate and like those are the type of people that i think aren't individual racist but they uphold institutional racism um I think just given their refusal to kind of, you know, question and, and reflect or reckon with uh, the decisions they're making and, you know, what, you know, what information is available out there on that. Um, let me back up a little bit. I think a lot of those folks grew up in homes, you know, where voting Republican was the way of life. Um, it was just a part of their culture and like it wasn't really something you question and reflect on because Democrats, you know, they trying to raise our taxes and, and um, pass programs that ain't going to benefit us. This is only going to benefit certain groups of people, um, stuff like that. And, you know, you grow up conditioned in that and it's like. You got to do un, you got to do a lot of unlearning. And in this case, understanding how racism operates, especially institutional racism, is crucial to your unlearning, um, to your unlearning of why, you know, these quote unquote Republican values or this Republican views or perspective in America in 2020 Honestly, I don't really know I have any other way to put it. It's just complete BS. Um, and real quick, I, I, I got to throw this in there. Um, I hate to do a little side tangent, but I feel like this is this is important because this is really going to bring home my point about why I think conservatism is just complete and utter BS. And I think, you know, uh, conservatives listening to this um, should really think about this and reckon with it. It's also because... You got my mainstream conservatism in 2020 does not incorporate black conservatism. And that's why earlier I said black Republicans instead of black conservatism, because I think I think that black conservatism is distinct from white conservatism, especially the mainstream version of it. And I think when you speak to a lot of black conservatives, You'll see this. In fact, a lot of black conservatives, they'll tell you themselves they can't support the Republican Party um, because while it may call itself conservatism or conservative, their conservatives, conservatism is tied to white supremacy and white nationalism and, and, and racial domination. And that's what makes it impossible for them to go out and cast a vote for a Republican candidate where when they might actually agree with them on a lot of you know, at least economic kind of policies and so forth um, in the role of the government. Um, and so, you know, conservatives that's listening, if you thinking, well, what about the Clarence Thomases and the Candace Owens of the world? They not real black conservatives and they not representative of real black conservatism. Larry Elder, 
Um, I mean, you name it. Um, uh, Herschel Walker's son, Herschel Walker, they are not emblematic or they do not embody real black conservatism idea. If you want to learn about real black conservatism, go study Marcus Garvey. Oh, yeah, that's real black conservatism. So, I think that's what the problem is with, with, with white conservatism, is this inability to, you know, um, not escape, but it's inability to separate itself from white nationalism, racial domination, and white supremacy, and male patriarchy as well. Um, and like I said, you speak to black conservatives, they'll tell you about this. They'll tell you it can't stand the Candace Owens or Clarence Thomas because they give the impression that these are what black Republicans or black conservatives rather are like. And that's not the case. You know, those people are elevated and they'll tell you this, too. Those people like Candace Owens and Clarence Thomas, they're elevated in mainstream white conservatism because they're willing to act as if, you know, Mainstream um, modern white conservatism is, you know, respect like respects, you know, racial history or um, that, the you know, that there's no sort of institutional racism um, within, you know, modern mainstream white conservatism. And that's why they get elevated because they do that. They do them that favor because these guys can't say that themselves. Donald Trump, you know, what I'm saying. Um, he can't just be out there saying what well, the Republican Party ain't racist. He's not. I mean, who? who how is he a credible? Uh, at least optically, how is he credible saying that? So you get black faces in there to say that. You get black faces in there to really put their, you know, their reputation on the line, um, arguing and advocating for these white conservatives, um, these mainstream white conservatives, um, that are supporting, you know. Uh, a political ideology and a political platform that's inherently, um, at least institutionally racist, and 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 also um, embracing of individual racism, um, individual racism, because the people that are individual racist support that party and support that platform and support that viewpoint. So that's another reason why it's illegitimate because it's all white. There's no black representation. There's no. There's no female representation. There's no diversity within that thought. It's all that. Like it, 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 it shuns and, and kind of puts down um, any kind of new ways or, you know, different ways of thinking about conservatism. And that's the problem. And again, you can go and study the history on this, looking at uh, what Ralph Bunch said about the Republican Party, what Jackie Robinson said about the Republican Party. These are black Republicans. Go and read what they said. I'm not just I'm not just talking here. So studying the history of conservatism, especially black conservatism, teaches you a lot about mainstream and modern conservatism and how unrepresentative it is and how exclusive it is. Um, I mean, frankly, to me, it reminds me of the days back in the 60s where, you know, you suppress um black voices in 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 um you know black black representation i think that's what they are doing this is a modern version of that in an extreme form because you don't have any not a single real true black conservative that is represented um 
in in the modern uh, modern mainstream uh, uh, conservatism in the Republican Party. So, just to go back to to what out to to the theme or topic of of this rant of um, all Trump supporters being racist. Like I said, I think there's nuance in the term. I would say all support institutional racism. Um, now I would I, I do think a lot of them are ignorant of that because, frankly, that's just not taught in this country. You know, it's not required that you understand how racism operates on the individual and in, at an institutional um, level in this country. It's, it's just not. They don't teach it. All we learn about is individual racism. And so that's why when Trump supporters hear this racist charge against them, they like, well, I'm not racist. I'm not an individual racist. Because it's true. They not. They not out here lynching black people. But you do support institutional racism. You do support a party that uh, suppresses, you know, uh, black voices and, and, and black descent. You know what I'm saying? You do support a party um, that acts as if all policies that, you know, uh, black folks bring forth um, that we only bring forth to, to better our communities and stuff, just like any other community. They act like all of them are, are, are socialism, you know, and, and, and they, they use that term to kind of dis- as a disqualifier for they um, as a signal to they to their supporters that, you know, this this policy is disqualified because it's socialism. And so there isn't any there isn't any kind of reflection or engagement of what, you know, this policy would actually mean or what type of impact it actually would have. Um, and of course, you know, a part of the party and it, I think this is a major problem. I, I don't think the entire party has to be individual racist for it to be a problem um, for, you know, that to be uh, individual racism to be a problem. The fact that even a portion of the party is individual racist is a problem. You shouldn't have any individual racist supporting your party, your platform. That in itself says a lot about it. Because now they, a lot of them have an understanding about how institutional op, institutional racism operates in society. Because these are people, if you think about it. Um, you know, going back in throughout history in the sixties and so forth, where a lot of these people were institutional racists, but they, they well, they were uh, individual racists, but they instituted racism within our institutions and stuff because they brought their you know prejudices and you know their they hate for black people um, to work with them. And they brought it everywhere with them, um, so they ingrained it and made it a part of these systems and stuff like that. Um, so. You know, your individual racists, they understand that because they, they would do the same thing. If you're willing to bomb a black church or lynch a black person, don't you think you're willing to go and, you know, if you were a, a, a governor or if you were, a, 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 you know, a representative or a senator or whatever, you don't think you would just be just as willing or if not more willing to go and disenfranchise them from voting or disenfranchise that group of people from voting or finding a maneuver um, a sneaky way to do it if you can't just overtly do it like you could in the days of Jim Crow. So that in itself is a problem. And that's why Donald Trump's inability to separate himself from white supremacists and his inability to denounce them and so forth is a problem. And that's why those people supporting conservatism in the Republican Party 
is a problem. So when when people say that all Trump supporters are racist, they aren't they aren't wrong. <laughs> They're wrong in the sense of how you know conservatives um, hear that because they're what they're hearing is oh all of us are individual racists and I, I I ain't going I'm not gonna sit here and, and act like when you know certain people say that that ain't what they mean when some people say that that is what they mean they do mean that all Trump supporters are individual racists um I'm just pointing out the nuance in it and that there is truth to that statement while it may not be how you know conservatives are interpreted in, in the sense of like oh you know we're all individual racists um it's still true in the sense of like oh y'all are supporting institutional racism and i think that's something that all of the, that all of if you're a conservative i think that's something you have to reckon with now i cut you a little slack because like i said it ain't taught in this country it's not required to know Hell, you can make it anywhere in this country without knowing a single thing about uh, about race history uh, in America. Racism in America and how it operates. You can live and die <laughs> and, I mean, be as successful as anybody without knowing a single thing. And, I mean, I think that goes for black and white people, you know. But... For black folks, you know, it's a part of our history, it's a part of our culture. Our history makes our culture, is what makes up our culture. So, of course, we're more likely to discuss those things and talk about those things um, opposed to, you know, a white person who grew up in a house where that's not their culture. Um, you know, their, their culture actually is the opposite, you know, to kind of not really question, um, not really question their culture and, and question the things that, you know, that are kind of adopted um, or you, you kind of just take, you know, from your parents. Because, you know, I, I, I'm i just, just thinking about it. I know it's a lot of conservatives thinking, okay, well, we aren't the only ones that get, like, our political views through our culture and our, like, our family. You know, black folks do too. Yeah, we do. We do. And don't be offended by this, but I think black folks, you know, our ancestors blessed us in the sense of, you know, the reason our vote for Demo our overwhelming support of the Democratic Party isn't blind support, you know, it's support based on history. <laughs> if you look at the way things have unfolded, there is obvious why we vote Democratic. It, it, it couldn't be plainer. It couldn't be any clearer. It couldn't be it's plain as day. You know, given, um, you know, the history, not just of the Republican Party, but also the Democratic Party and how, you know, all of that took place throughout history. It's no surprise that black people vote overwhelmingly Democrat, Democratic today if you look at history. Um, so I don't I mean, I, I, in my view, our ancestors and those, you know, that are still alive that, you know, um, in front of the generations before mine. You know that 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 kind of set this up as being our culture of us going and casting our vote, typically overwhelmingly Democratic. It's it's for an informed reason. Um, it's for a good reason. It, it ain't no BS. Um, and frankly, 
you know, white conservatives, if you study the history of that, there's also a historical reason for why they, you know, uh, you know, go and cast their vote for the Republican um, Party and, you know, uh, why that's became a part of their culture. But that history isn't good. That history is based on racism. That history goes back to the 60s. You know, we're going to vote against the Civil Rights Act. We're going to vote against integration. That became a part of the political arena. That became a part of people's politics and what they went and literally voted based on. Because, I mean, you got to think, we talking about folks that came up in Jim Crow um, and that was the way of life for them. And now we talking about black people saying, hey, we don't want this. We don't, we tired of living under Jim Crow. We tired of living under this Jim Crow culture. We don't, we don't want this anymore because we, 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 um, oppressed. We second class citizens. So just got to go. And a lot of white folks, that was a threat to their way of life. They wasn't just all open arms, all willy nilly welcoming about it. Not then, not even, you know, in the aftermath and well, again you can study the history hell the conservatives listen to this you can talk to your family members for this for this uh information so study your history figure out why something led to the way that it is today um you know and if you still come to the same conclusion all power to you at least you did, you, you, you know, you, at least you did some reflection. But I don't I don't think you will. I think any honest, you know, treatment of history, any honest study of history and looking at the development of, you know, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party and the role race played in that. I think any honest study of that or, or, or um, effort doing that would reveal to you that the modern... Um, mainstream Republican or yeah, Republican party and conservative movement is just complete and utter BS, man. And <laughs> I don't, I don't know any other way to put it. I don't know any other way to put it. 